Welcome to It's All Connected, a Marvel Studios podcast brought to you by MCUExchange.com. It's all connected. Everything. everyone and welcome back to it's all connected episode 97 this is russ and join with me this fine morning is matthew hello it's been a little bit uh we mm-hmm. just realized it's been two and a half weeks since our last episode uh but as we said after the tv stuff has kind of died down we kind of go to a little bit more loose schedule roughly every every couple weeks yeah and i think we were hoping that that would make more news crop up. But uh, as we were just discussing, that's unfortunately not really the case. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh there's not a ton of news and what news there is, isn't really big stuff, uh, you know, but yeah. we'll, we'll break it down. Uh, and then I've got a bunch of feedback from the Facebook group. Uh, yeah. That we'll talk about. Yeah. Some, mainly some civil war feedback uh, from a thread I had. And then just a couple odds and ends that people have been posting uh, on, on the Facebook's, so we'll we'll talk about that. Cool. Uh, all right. So starting with the news, uh, it looks like James Gunn and Scott Derrickson may be going to San Diego Comic Con after all. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's um. Well, I, I guess the Marvel didn't really have a presence last year, like a big, big thing, and so I guess it's sort of up in the air every year from now what they're going to actually do, and and who's going to be there. So I guess it's it's surprising, I think. Yeah, and is there is there no D23 this year? I thought I, I haven't heard anything about it yet. You th- you think they would have announced it yet, but Yeah, I'm seeing that they have dates for D23 uh 2017, but I don't see anything for 2016. So That's weird. So I wonder if and I can't recall honestly if it's if it's intentionally an every other year thing or yeah I don't really remember paying attention to it until like last year yeah and then the time before that I remember the big thing was when they revealed the whole phase three slate so I can't remember if that was the... right but that wasn't D twenty three that was just Marvel like oh doing... that's right they just yeah. like pulled their own press yeah so yeah. it was really just last year that they kind of tried to fold it all together I don't know maybe they felt like it didn't work as well or. Maybe they felt like they wanted, they still wanted a, a solid presence. Um, and I, I don't know. I guess you could say that James Gunn and Scott Derrickson are kind of, I don't want to say lower tier for Marvel, you know, especially James Gunn. But right, you know, Derrickson's new, and you know, they're they're not as as sort of popular in the in the whole scheme of things. So I don't know. Maybe it's like they want to have a little bit of a presence, but it's not like you know, Feig and the Russos and all of them are going to be there or. Feige, sorry. Yeah. Feige. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I keep thinking of Paul Feig. Yes, yes. Not Kevin Feige. <laughs> I'm getting them very mixed up. <laughs> uh, but and, yeah. And I don't know if maybe New York Comic Con is is too soon for uh, for Doctor Strange. Because right, I, I really right. think we've seen so little of Doctor Strange. And mm-hmm. I, I think that, um, you know, if you really yeah. want to get the word out, you need to... I know I'm you a little. Do something. I'm a little worried about that because I mean we've talked about Cumberbatch and the Marvel name, you know, being sufficient. But at the same time, you know, we we could argue that 
that Doctor Strange is a more difficult sell, and then we've got all the controversy around it and things like that. So you'd think you'd you'd want to like uh, just let people know more about it, get like the average moviegoer more excited. I mean, obviously people show up to a Marvel thing, but right. And you know, Guardians proves that it you know they don't have to have been a character you've heard of, or it can be a little weird or something. So, but yeah. It, I guess I'm a little surprised that we've had all this dead time and we haven't had much uh, Doctor Strange talk. Yeah, so it'll be curious to see what they do if if it's just if he's gonna do some kind of because I haven't I haven't looked at the schedule to be honest with you. I don't know if they posted it yet, so I don't know if Marvel has. I don't a, think they have. Yet. Yeah, I don't think Marvel has because last we heard, Marvel Studios wasn't gonna have a, a like a panel presence, but. Right, Marvel proper always they usually yeah, have multiple things. So yeah, because there was a Marvel TV panel last year right. too, and um, right. which yeah, who know? I don't know if we will have anything like that now that it's just down to Shield and damage controls up in the air. I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see what they decide to put out because I, I feel like a lot of stuff is kind of in flux and in question right now. So yeah, and especially with the separation more divisive between the TV side and the movie side this time <laughs> exactly. Uh, you, I, I don't see a lot of sharing. <laughs> yeah, but the TV, thinking of the TV, I guess they've got um, Luke Cage. Yeah, they do to, have the Netflix stuff, yeah. To talk about, so, you know, and again, I mean, another season of S.H.I.E.L.D., so, yeah, I, I, I would be surprised if there wasn't a Marvel TV panel of some sort. Yeah. And all the, they've got all the animated stuff. Yeah. Still, too. So I'd be curious to see, to see how that goes. I mean, obviously, with James Gunn, I think he's just kind of a fan period like i think he would show up to comic-con regardless yeah, if, if he had a yeah. movie going or not um and obviously that brand is less uh in need of of getting the word out uh, you know mm-hmm. so we'll yeah. we'll see san diego at this point is about six weeks away so man yeah that's crazy yeah it snuck so we'll, up on me i feel like yeah we'll know soon yeah i'm sure yeah we'll know I, f- I feel like nowadays you know all the big Comic-Con reveals like two weeks beforehand anyway. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there used to be a time when like the news coming out of it would be like, oh my God. But I feel like each year it's just like after it happens, I'm like, oh yeah, I already knew, the- knew all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting like spoiled. It's not even a movie and we're getting like spoiled by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like in a uh, like new, <laughs> it's like spoiling news. Spoiling news. Doesn't even seem possible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it just news whenever it comes out? Uh, yeah, it's, it's an interesting <laughs> Yeah, it's an interesting thing that we sort of uh, follow, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it looks like there's – so the next bit of news I have is um, it looks like Brie Larson is kind of the front runner for Captain yeah. Marvel. That That's what everyone's saying. And, and she was – I mean she was one of the front runners, you know, this whole time as well. Yeah. So, um, what do you think? What do you, what do you think of, I, of that I, selection? The only, I think the only thing I've seen her in is, um, Scott Pilgrim. I haven't seen anything recent. I know she was just in the, the room or rooms or something. Yeah. Not the room. That's a different movie, but she was in something that everybody keeps saying. It's like, you know, the reason why she do a good job. So I, I really don't have anything, uh, to base on other than just, uh, you know, a picture of her, which I, don't really want to like judge things based on that i mean i all so all i can really say is she's maybe not the um like the stature i i was hoping they'd go for for captain marvel um who's you know just sort of like a bulkier 
character, but I mean, I, that's again, that's like not really a complaint. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the same thing was Chris, you know, true about Christian Ritter and all that. I mean, that's yeah. I, so I mean, it, it took me back from that stance only that you know, and it's not like Emily Blunt who is. I, I think the front runner for a long time and that's who I was going for just cause I've seen her in more things and think she could do it. Um, it's not like she's particularly, um, bulky or anything anyway. So, I mean, if, if everybody says she's a good actor, then that's, you know, that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I'll talk a little bit of both sides of my mouth here, but I mean, I was a little critical of some of the actresses they had lined up that may be swinging a little towards the, towards the high end of the age side of things, just because if right. they're looking to build a character long-term, you know, sure, casting and that's some... the downfall of Emily Blunt. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even like when Charlize Theron, but oh, even... definitely, which I mean, right there on paper, like I would be so down for that. Sure. Like Charlize Theron. But as soon as you think about that, it's like, you know, that's just the practicality of, um, like if you could freeze everyone's age, then exactly. that'd be great. Yeah. But I mean, we've talked about how, like, you know, if you're Tony Stark, that's fine. But yeah, when you have these sort of headlining characters, I mean, maybe that's a different sort of, uh, discussion. Maybe we could get into at some point, but it, for the most part, it seems like you've got to be, you know, young ish. Yeah, so I, my fear with with Brie Larson is maybe she's skewing a little on the the young side of that, you know, especially because right. if they stick and who knows where they're going to go with this character, but if they stick to the comic book origins, even loosely, she's she's an Air Force officer, right? Um, so so you would think, I mean, at least you know, well, I guess she's she's twenty seven, so by the time they would film anything, she would be probably twenty eight, twenty nine. So yeah, I guess maybe you know. Yeah, maybe, it's definitely not it out of the the question. Um, but I I agree with what you're saying, and that's why I think I liked the idea of like an Emily Blunt or Charlie Theron more. Is I I sort of want her to project a certain maturity. Yeah, yeah. You know, like she's yeah, just that she's sort of like. Before she's a superhero, she's lived a life of action and right. heroism and all this stuff, you know? So it's like, I think that's what's fun about her as a character, um, is that she basically went through everything, you know, like Steve Rogers went through and then got superpowers, you know? Right. So it's you, you get this really fun idea of like her having a completely different life, but it also meshing really well with her current one and the idea of her authority and her being a commander, which I, I think that's kind of the main thing. Like I would love to see captain Marvel, like leading the next team of Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. But if she's really young, it's just, um, I think it just makes her project less authority and seem less likely that she would be commanding, you know, Falcon or war machine or whoever's on the team. Unless the whole team is like a bunch of people, Spider-Man's age or something. Right. Right. Um, which, you know, we know it's not going to be, I mean, doctors, you know, Dr. Strange will probably have like 20 years on her, you know? And yeah. So, I mean, and again, you know, age doesn't necessarily matter for leadership, but yeah, it is a, I think that's the one curious, curious thing about it is she, if I were to sort of picture, um, Captain Marvel, she, Brie Larson would have been pretty low on the list of people I sort of envisioned whereas emily blunt and charlie theron and 
you know, I know Katie Sackhoff was like rumored, you know, years oh, ago, yeah, yeah. like, you know, those like I would I could see all of them. Like when you say that, I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty that'd be pretty perfect. So um, but again, I don't know that I've been disappointed with Marvel's casting so far. So, yeah, that's the I other think side I've, of that coin. Sure. Yeah, I put a lot of trust in them. So uh, I'm, I'm willing to be again. I, I think the Christian Ritter is kind of like a really prime example of wasn't the person we had in our heads and then just like you know knocked it out of the park yeah absolutely absolutely so i'm i'm totally ready to be surprised so but again who knows maybe it's not even her (laughs) yeah that's the that's the whole thing is you know nothing's been but this has been yeah, this, the most solid rumor we had, has. and we're so so close to them needing yeah. to start filming something like Infinity Wars coming up, and yeah. if they wanted to post credit her in Guardians or something like it's just if they wanted to announce her at Comic Con, like we're at the point where the name circulating is probably the person, unless some sort of last minute like switch happens. Yeah, yeah. Which and and I'll say as like a, a side thing, I'm again a little bummed because Emily Blunt has just. She's been dancing around the MCU since the beginning, you know, yeah, I mean, she was yeah. supposed to be Black Widow. And obviously I love Scarlett Johansson, but it's almost like I feel like everybody's just been waiting for Emily Blunt to pick a role. And I can't imagine a better one than Captain Marvel is certainly going to be like maybe I don't know if that was too big of a character, like too much commitment. Um, yeah. And especially given her, you know, she's done Sicario. She's done um Edge of Tomorrow. Edge, like, Edge of Tomorrow. I mean, that was the one that won won me over with yeah. her as like an action performer. I was like, okay, she needs to be a superhero now. Um, so yeah, I just, I I really want her to have a Marvel role, and it seems like she, every time she's interviewed, she seems very into the idea. So it's always it's been weird that that hasn't happened yet, you know? Because if it, if the idea was she wanted a bigger role, well, this is the biggest one you're probably going to get. Um, yeah, so I, so who knows? I don't know what all these complications are that where contracts don't work out and stuff, you know, maybe she's filming something else. I don't know, but, um, yeah, it's, it's too bad. I really, I hope that some point in the next few years, like she finally gets on board with like a a good role because it just seems like one of the most inevitable castings that like we've been dancing around for, you know, like seven or eight years or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, so we'll see. I, th- I think we'll yeah. probably know something fairly soon. You know, probably I would say before the end of the summer. I think they'll have that wrapped up. Definitely, definitely. I mean, because we were, they were saying we were going to get like a. I feel like last summer, Feige was saying we were going to get, you know, a director and everything for like Captain Marvel and stuff like that, and you know, just more information on it. And yeah. we still, I mean, that's the thing we have to remember. We still don't even have a director. Right, right. We don't have a writer. We don't, you know, we don't know anybody. So. I mean, I think Chadwick Boseman being Black Panther before we had an, a director was that was sort of the rare thing, like knowing the the star before the the creative team. Right, and I think that was only um, just because he was because he was going to be in Civil War. Yeah. Right, and I mean, I think Feige even said as much last summer when people were asking, you know, when are we going to find out about Black Panther, like director? Because um, obviously, this you know that was a long time before Coogler got announced. Right, and then sort of a similar thing with. Um, Captain Marvel because I think the date was still like a year sooner or something then and I think he said something like we'll you know we'll know the director before the star and stuff like that so 
Yeah. We do. I mean, we do have writers for Captain Marvel, but we don't have writers. Right, right, right. Yeah. So. Yeah. But we, we've had those for a while. Yeah. Forgot about. Yes. Um, but it's it's just going to be weird because it's it's going to be, you know, we're going to have Infinity War Part 1 and then mm-hmm. Captain Marvel and then two months later we'll have Infinity War Part 2 or whatever they're going to rename it. So it's just kind of weird that they're sandwiching that movie in the mm-hmm. middle. It is. Yeah. Which makes me, I mean, not to get too far off on a tangent, but it makes me curious if if really, like, maybe at the end, you know, she's not powered until the very end of Infinity War Part 1, which leads could, into something her movie. happens. Could be. Yeah. You know, and that could be an interesting thing. Like, we see her as a seasoned Air Force pilot, maybe helping out somehow in yeah. the conflict, which would be kind of fun. Like, we don't really get a lot of, I guess she's not a civilian, but, you know, compared to a shield or a superhero, you know, it'd be interesting to just have like a straight up military person helping them out in some capacity. And then, yeah, maybe some sort of event or whatever, however they're going to change it. Obviously they can't do her like original origin because it's, you know, kind of convoluted, not convoluted, but just a little take a, take a while to get there. Yeah. There's, there's just too many elements involved, but there, there, there's a whole nother Captain Marvel. They have to introduce exactly, for the Captain Obviously they're going to skip that. And then yeah. the idea of like the Magnetron is just, that's, that's kind of tough to pull off, like make yeah. that make any sense. So, you know, it's more likely that it'll be like one of the stones or something or just that the cosmic power is like the Phoenix force and just kind of comes to her, you know, something I feel like they'll go somewhere like that, you know, yeah. just simplify it a lot more. But yeah, that could be interesting if like somehow in her like, yeah, maybe she like is about to die up in space or something at the end of the conflict. And then like the power somehow gets granted to her or something like that. You know, I could I could see them doing that which i which would be interesting because then we kind of get to know her a little bit it's like a mini origin i guess you know yeah yeah um but yeah i so it it seems inevitable that whatever the story of captain marvel is it's gonna have to tie into what's happening in infinity war like how it'd be hard to like hit the pause button on that yeah and it's gotta that's gotta be a hellacious schedule for whoever they cast because she's gonna have to go from which shooting Back to back to her own flick. I mean, yeah, which could explain why maybe that's what happened with Emily Blunt. She's like, look, I'd love to be in a Marvel film, but I just can't spend like the next two years like filming yeah. this character. Yeah. So that that could be it. And and yeah, whoever it's going to be, I mean, they've got to start getting ready. You know, presumably they've got to do a workout regimen and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's got to be. It's got to be in the next few months. I mean, I, I don't know how it could be. And and they'll probably announce the director with the star, I would think. More than likely, yeah. 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 Well, cool. Um, yeah. The next piece of news I have is a little bit interesting. Um, and so Sharon Stone has kind of hinted at that she's been cast in a Marvel movie. She's been very uh, – she's been very – secretive about what it is obviously mm-hmm. i'm sure she's nda'd out the wazoo but right w- what's funny is it it isn't clear whether it's a marvel studios movie or a marvel because she said a marvel movie so does does that mean it's a fox movie does that mean it's spider-man That's an interesting does that point. mean i think we MCU? i think we default that marvel means mcu i think that's what most people think of it is sure but certainly if she was in the know of making the film she it's true she you know 
But I, I guess I'm inclined to believe that it's it seems like the casting a casting choice that Marvel studios would do. Right, right. Um, and obviously they've got the most things in production right now and coming up. So I guess I would lean towards that. But I mean, yeah, who knows? Yeah. And so I guess she was doing an interview with AARP. And one of the things that came up was. Uh, and and this is a, a excerpt from that. It says Stone has ca- has been cast as a superhero. She'll only reveal that her secret power is heat in a yet to be named movie, uh, also from Marvel. So uh, power is heat. Well, it, it, from Marvel makes it seem like Marvel Studios. Then this is also for Marvel. So yeah, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to rack my brain. Just even if we include X Men and everything else, like who. Who could you be? The one crazy thought I had <laughs> is if she was Surtur. Mm, and she's going to be in Ragnarok? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that's coming up. Um, Maybe she's just doing the voice work been, or something? Yeah, or, I mean, I guess you could do mocap, but I, I, why not? I mean, there's nothing that says that that character needs to be male. I mean, it's just like a devil demon sure. character, you know? So, And we know that character has been ruined. But to, that would be a really out of the box choice for her. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just I can't really knowing the movies we have coming up and, you know, not even locking ourselves into like comic gender, but just kind of thinking of you would think it's probably a somewhat prominent role. But then again, Glenn Close didn't have much of a role in Guardians, so it could be something smaller. But I just can't really think of like a heat or fire powered, uh, you know, character that would be you know secondary or tertiary obviously she's not some main character or something yeah and i don't and the other thing is guardians is about to wrap so right at this point pretty unlikely it's that yeah if she was in guardians 2 we would have known because the pretty much the full cast has been disclosed right at this point at least at least that they're in it maybe not right right but we yeah so that's why thor seems the most likely i mean it could be spider-man but then i i guess you know, Doctor Strange is done too. I don't see it being Black Panther. It could be Infinity War. I mean, that sure. that opens the doors up for anything. The other thing it could be uh, is we know that, or I guess I didn't have this down as news, but I guess this is another thing that that's been talked about is I guess the Spider-Man animated feature that they're looking to put out, that Sony's looking to put out, is going to be Miles Morales. That's a. I I didn't think about the animate. Yeah, that's that's from Marvel too. I mean, yeah. So maybe she she's doing, doing some VO. Yeah, for that uh, for that movie. Could be. Yeah, I, I yeah I I don't think there's anything based on what she said that it couldn't just be that. I mean, that's right. It's another project they're doing and all. Um, yeah, I don't know. I for some reason it I'm still leaning towards her being in a live action thing. Just. Yeah, no, it I just doesn't seem as big of a news thing sure. to be teasing that you're like just doing the voice. You know, that's not like a huge right. deal or anything. So, but again, I mean, I don't know. Can you any theories as to who a heat powered uh, character is that I guess is a hero that we haven't seen yet? Yeah, I mean, you know, Firestar is. I think, and uh, you know, a she's. She's, she's a mutant, though. She's a mutant, so Fox would have it, number one. Number right. two, that's she's a fairly pretty, young character. Exactly. Uh, so I don't think Sharon Stone would be playing her. I, right. I, I can't really think of anybody else with, like... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of more of, like, an authority character. I feel yeah. like she would almost play, like, a authority character or, like, a, 
you know, like a, a cosmic being, you know, just somebody with like, you know, like a kind of larger, maybe not a larger role, but in the world, a larger role. So, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of like the cosmic side just because I, I, I was too, but I don't know anybody that you would say is heat unless that's just yeah. kind of a vague interpretation of, of, you know, like entropy or something, you know? And it is, I guess that's the heat death of the universe is entropy. So maybe yeah. she's entropy. I don't know. In Infinity War. And, and it is Sharon Stone. So maybe she's just playing up the fact that she's, you know, a gorgeous actress and, and, and maybe that's. Yeah. I mean, heat's a weird, it's not like she said fire. Like, right. It's right. Kind of a weird way to put it. So, yeah. I mean, right. yeah. It's just, I think that's the key thing is nothing's popping into my head. Yeah, because the other thing they thought about was, wouldn't it be funny if her and Michael Douglas kind of reunited and she was playing Janet oh, wow. Van Dyne? That would be awesome. But hey, but maybe the heat, the heat is the chemistry between yeah, them. Maybe, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe you take that with a grain. But um, that would be fun. I did not even think about that, but yeah. that would be pretty fun. And I bet that would be a, a good. That'd be a good role. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, that that would be kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I, heat's vague enough that it could mean anything. So, yeah. and that's one of the ones coming up. I mean, yeah, it, it makes more sense than anything else I can think of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll, yes, we'll just like everything else, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Choi is making a return to the MCU. This time, he's going to be the principal in Spider-Man: yeah. Homecoming, which, uh, y- you know, I think fine like i don't think anybody's gonna you know it's it's just kind of funny to have these characters these actors and actresses that are yeah dual rolled but uh i think it's yeah fine. especially because um this might be the biggest example of having a i don't know not big role but it's certainly been the most sizable like proto role before going on to the like larger role you yeah. know i mean yeah the invar i really need to learn how to say his name Invar Kojic. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like a cop in, in Avengers. Like it's right. The, right. That's you can mess around with that. And then obviously the Alf, Alfie Woodard one was the, um, that's probably the biggest example of that's kind of a prominent role. And yeah. in the same, in the same timeline, you know, at least, um, with Invar, it's, you know, like decades difference between them. And I guess the same things with Kenneth Choi, maybe he's, <laughs> Maybe he's, he's the, the grand uh, he's the grandson yeah, of of the Howling Commando uh yeah. the Marita, yeah. So That'd you be funny. could do that. Yeah. I mean my only my only um complaint cuz I mean yeah, it's not like a big deal. It doesn't really make much of a difference, but I I really loved the Howling Commandos and I loved them with Agent Carter and so, you know, in the, in my in my heart I still want like an Agent Carter in the Howling Commandos show or movie sure. or something. So yeah. that's the only reason that I don't know if that prevents him from from doing that, you know, but but again, yeah, I mean modern day all they would have to do is just say it's Principal Marita and he's the great grandson yeah. of the Holland Command. I think fun. that would be awesome. I, I, yeah. I think that would be really fun. I but I just I'll give Marvel credit for a lot of things, but it's like those simple things are the that's an example of a thing that would drop that would make us so happy yeah. and wouldn't need it wouldn't need to mean anything to anybody else and yet I feel like Marvel just won't do it. Yeah, it's like they're, they've just got this weird, you know, because you could have done the same thing with um, I, I guess the cop. We didn't know his name, but, right. you know, it's I think that would be super, super fun. It wouldn't he wouldn't have to reference it any more than the name and we'd all go nuts, you know. So 
I think that would be really fun and I wish they would do that, but I've just got this feeling they just won't. They'll yeah. just be a pain about it. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, so that was kind of a bit of fun. Yeah. Well, and I guess we also, I guess there was a, another little casting news for uh, Spider-Man Homecoming that his like best, I, I can't remember the kid's name, but it's not like we, we probably know who he is, but uh, he's they cast like the best friend of Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. And he's sort of based on Genki from um, Miles Morales' friend. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's what they're saying. And again, it was I, they should have just not said that because the internet completely lost their minds because he's a white character. But he's not he's not ganky. You know what I mean? Like, he's right, right. They, they just, I think they were just using that as a reference point. Like, Hey, this, that's like similar you know, to exactly. You know, this, he's, yeah. he's very like excitable and he's like the super supportive friend of, you know, a young Spider-Man. He knows his secret and he's like a fanboy of superheroes. So I feel like they were just saying like, Hey, he's got those type of characteristics. I mean, who else would you reference, you know? And yeah, because the you usually, Spider-Man doesn't have a friend like that. Really. Yeah. The, the only Peter one, Peter Parker version. Yeah. Tied to, you know, young Peter as a friend would be Harry Osborn. And so exactly, you know, obviously which is a very different personality sure. type. Yeah. So I think they were just kind of like, Hey, you know, like Genki. And then everyone was like, what you, yeah. Whitewash Genki. And he's like, no, it's, it's not, it's not, not him. him. They just yeah. should have kept their mouth shut. It's, it's basically like, said that, Hey, this isn't Harry Osborn. <laughs> right. They were like, it's another friend. And, uh, you know, like, oh, geez, who's a friend Spider-Man has, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, he has no friends. Okay. What about the other Spider-Man? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was – that was just another small thing. And I guess I you know, I can't tell you his name because I don't remember it just because I had never heard it. I mean most of the cast with Homecoming is just a lot of younger right. actors, you know. And, and they've been – there's probably been more that we've missed. I mean I keep seeing little Instagram posts of just different people. Yeah. Like, oh, they've cast a few like um, female characters and, and they're, they're casting a lot of people of color, which is really, you know dis- – you know, the ganky doppelganger aside. So it, it seems like they're really filling out the sort of like high school cast, which I think is fun. Like, sure. Uh, you know, I think it'll be fun to see kind of like a fleshed out group of like high school characters that he has to interact with. So, um, yeah, but, but I think like, I haven't heard of any of them, but you know, Michael Keaton, like the only name that I, <laughs> I know it's just yeah. a bunch of like teen actors and stuff, but Yeah. Cool. Uh, Michael B. Jordan has confirmed his yes. casting in Black Panther, which was awesome. Yeah, uh, you know that was another one that was highly. Uh, it was a rumor, but it was it was almost confirmed. Yeah, I didn't think someone would come out and just say it. Usually, we have to wait like months yeah. for these things to get confirmed. But and it wasn't even Marvel. I mean, he was just like, "Yep, yep." I mean, like he talked about it a few times, like working with Lupita and Chadwick. Um, yeah. So yeah, I now now my fingers are just crossed that he's got a good role and that he's not a villain that they kill off at the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I'm with you Which there. Which I I hope they I just really hope they're learning their lesson about that. And I would hope they wouldn't cast somebody like him, you know, a young actor up and coming and all that just to kill him off. So, I you know, if yeah. it was someone older that was the villain then then I'm worried, but I think even if he is a villain I you know, I think he'll he'll stick around. So, but I, I'm so so excited that he's going to be in it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, and the last piece of news that I have is uh, it looks like Alan Silvestri is going to be back for scoring Infinity War, which 
Uh, he mm-hmm. did the score for Avengers and Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, and I thought his Avengers score was pretty brilliant. Uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't quite as big of a fan of the Age of Ultron score. I think it kind of deviated. I think it was very muted. Like to me, the, the Avengers score was very on point. Like he did a really good job of capturing and incorporating themes from, all the other movies, you know, the Cap, the Iron Man, the Thor, mm-hmm. you know, and kind of uh, giving Widow her own thing. So I, I really, uh, I really thought he did a good job, and I think the score was, you know, one of those other kind of little pieces with Age of Ultron. I felt that kind of fell a little flat. Yeah, and I mean, I li- I like what he did for Captain America: The First Avenger. Sure. Yeah. So I think, um, yeah, but it's almost like a different tone. You know, it's almost like those two movies are almost like this sort of swelling hopeful thing. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. interesting because, you know, I, I think the other thing that people are talking about is that Henry Jackman, who's done the past two uh, cat movies with the Russos, isn't doing the score. Right. So again, that might play into the, the tone, you know, obviously those two movies were very sort of dark political thrillers. So yeah, I guess it makes sense that we're getting this sort of big super heroic sort of score for infinity war. Yep. Um, and that's pretty much the news. I really don't have, have a whole lot else. Um, yeah. You know, like I said, I mean, we obviously we spent <laughs> about 30 minutes talking about, you know, when we said there wasn't much news, but you know, most of the yeah, stuff I think is we spun out the captain Marvel stuff a lot. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but... mean, we can go on all day if we wanted to. Sure. About sure. scores and, uh, you know, casting rumors and all but yeah i i think what's going to happen is you know like monday or something they're going to like announce captain marvel and the director and (laughs) you know the entire cast of infinity war (laughs) the defenders release date and everything yeah and then we'll people will have to to us go well eventually they'll like what are you talking about yeah yeah it'll be yeah x-men are joining the MCU. And now, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if that happened, obviously we would immediately like call each other and record an episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Have no fear. Even though we're keeping this bi-weekly schedule, if something earth shattering comes out, we'll, uh, yeah, there's we'll no way we're going to have to. It. Yeah. We won't be able to wait for something like colossal. Yeah. And that, and that's kind of the beauty of this, this time period is we can, we can kind of be a little more flexible. So, mm-hmm. uh, we don't really have a set, plan for the high what i'll call the hiatus because really between now summer and, break yeah, yeah. Bet- between now and i guess september we or yeah. late august we there's really there's really not much i mean we'll have the we could do comic-con you know i mean yeah yeah i'm sure there'll be stuff for comic-con so we always we always do an episode on comic-con news um there'll be the video the home video release for uh civil war uh, probably mm-hmm. in august right around right around the time um, that that the new season's coming up, so we'll pro- we'll probably talk about that because there'll be probably some cool stuff on that. Um, yeah, I think it's like the next like six weeks where it'll be kind of like yeah, yeah, not a lot to go on. Yeah, one of the things I want to do, and it's it's what we did for uh, phase one, but now that phase two is complete, um, I'd like to do a couple episodes where we kind of go back through and redissect phase two. Um, so like I said, we did that with phase one where we split it up into two pieces and we just kind of did a rewatch of the movies and just pointed out all the Easter eggs and connections and stuff. And now that, mm-hmm. you know, Ant-Man was the last phase two flick, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been out on video for a while, so uh, I'd I'd like to go back and and do kind of a follow up. Those episodes were really popular uh, when we we did them for Phase One, so so we can. Yeah, and I'm definitely down for that. Yeah, um, we can do a Phase Two take on that. Uh, I know uh, one of the one of the f- uh, pieces of feedback that we're getting into next um, from Michael on the on the Facebook page was that we should cover the animated movies. Uh, we talked about that as well, um, and it's it right. mainly just like the they haven't really done an animated feature in a while, but um, they did do a slew of these uh, several years ago, kind of really before the before the MCU really got it was got cooking. yeah. Um, but you know, there was, there was a Dr. Strange one, which was actually pretty good. The Iron Man one was kind of terrible. Uh, the, you know, the, the Hulk versus was, was really good. The, which one was the Iron Man one? There was one, it was just Iron Man, uh, that they, they that. did. And it was, it was with the Mandarin as the, as the villain. And oh, it, it was yes, not yes, yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> it was really not good. Um, which yeah. is funny. Like I said, the Dr. Strange one was really good. Um, so maybe with Dr. Strange coming up, we'll, we'll talk about that, um, so th- that's another one. Like if you're not really familiar with the character and don't really want to go back and read the comics, uh, g- pull that animated feature. It's on, yeah, it's I think point. it's on Netflix. Even It was for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it still is. Um, yeah. And he's, um, he also showed up in an episode of ultimate Spider-Man, which is on Netflix too. Sure. Um, so yeah, there's, there's definitely a couple ways you could like get the general idea of him without having to read through comics. If yeah. That's what you don't want to do. The ultimate Avengers movies were not too bad. I, I, I thought they were pretty They're decent. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's been a long, long time since I've seen them though. So I don't, I don't know if I can really judge them. It's, I mean, whenever they came out is when I saw them, which I think was a, I think that first one was 2007 or something. I yeah. Mean, it was, it's been a while. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and then there was a Thor one where it was like young Thor, uh, which yeah. was, that one wasn't too bad. Uh, was that a, that wasn't just one of those motion comic things. No, 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 no. They, okay. they did do uh, that they did one. Something like that. Yeah, though, yeah. Uh, it was Thor, Loki. That's that's what I'm getting. Gods by, yeah. of something. Yeah, yeah that was, was based on like, the Simone Bianchi right. uh, comic that they. I yeah, can they, never sit through those things. Yeah, that was that was a little rough. Um, yeah, I just I don't get it. it. It just seemed like a cheap way of not doing an animated thing. Yeah, they tried to do those motion comics for a while. They did yeah. uh, Spider Woman. They did the the Bendis Malev first arc of Spider Woman. Yeah, and they did Astonishing X Men. Yeah, Legends. they did Astonishing. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, the thing I hate is it would trick me every time. I'd be like, "Oh, cool, a new Marvel movie," and I'd watch it. And I was like, "Oh god, right. I'd rather just read read the comics. It doesn't it doesn't provide what animation provides." Like, uh, the the whole bobblehead thing when they do those animated co- comics yeah. that's really just what gets me because it's like heads yeah. don't move like that. I'd rather you I just. Think Move the mouths and keep the head still. Yeah. I think the smarter version of that that they almost did is now they do those Infinity comics, which I think yes. is a similar – it's a similar feel in that it you can sort of have like layers of the page add-on yes. Yes. to show movement. And I think it's a much better way because you're still reading it in a comic format. Yeah. But it, it's a nice little innovation – you know, that only modern technology could give us. So those I really like, but yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Adding voices and having it move around, it just felt so cheap. And it was like, it it didn't add anything to the experience. And it certainly was compared to an animate, an actual animated movie was super disappointing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm glad they just quit that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody liked those. No. So I think we'll, maybe we'll, you know, like I said, if we, if we have some slow news, maybe we'll do a spotlight, 
Um, I've got most of them. I think I've got all of them on Blu-ray on in my collection, so I could kind of. And they're short; they're like sixty, seventy minutes. So I might go through and just do a rewatch and uh, and take out some notes. Maybe we can just do kind of an overview of you know what they were about and kind of mm-hmm. maybe rate them thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, so we got a couple things. Like I said, it's only you know a couple months, you know, about 10 weeks until, until shield comes back. So yeah. And we'll be doing every other and we've got comic con. So yeah, it'll probably go by quicker than we, yeah. So it's only four or five episodes. So like I said, if we, two of them, we take up with kind of a retrospective on phase two, that's, you know, almost half right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then comic con will be one. So, so yeah. So if, I mean, if you have any thoughts uh, of what you want to hear us cover, then definitely go to the Facebook group and put it on there. Um, yeah, or, we could even just do like, if we get enough feedback, we could even just do an episode. That's just quick. Sure. Yeah. Quick versions of all the suggestions people give or something. Yeah. 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 Definitely. You know, let us know or head over to mcuexchange.com and head to the forum and, um, and you know, let us yeah, know. Yeah, there. there's a podcast thread there. So yeah, drop stuff in there. And, yeah, yeah. Let us know yeah, what you what we'll, you want to hear us talk about because we're you know we're pretty open to to discussing whatever. Um, totally. Yeah, I think this is the. I mean, this is the perfect time because we're not set to the schedule of the show and reviewing it. Right. That we can just spend a whole episode that's just like speculating and yeah, exactly, and stuff like that. So exactly. And that's always more fun to do when you have other people to speculate with you. So yeah, yeah, and it's a little, a little less dry. You know, we're not kind of. It's not just us prattling on. We're at least reacting to stuff yeah. people have sent us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I, I do have some feedback stuff uh, written down so we can we can kind of go through. Uh, and that's really all I have for this episode. Um, but one of the one of the first – so I'll, I'll kind of go through. I've got some just kind of random bits and then I've got some specific stuff uh, for Civil War, uh, some comments that we can we can talk about. Cool. Um, uh, the first comment I have is from Nerlela. Sorry if I butchered your name. Uh, uh, she took a freeze frame of Iron Man one on the newspaper of, of the, of Howard and Maria Stark's death. Um, mm-hmm. and it matches up the exact day. The newspaper is the next day, December, what is it, December 17th, mm-hmm. uh, 19, uh, 1991. Um, and uh, the, the the funny bit is it's not John Slattery. No, it's, yeah, I've I've seen that picture before. Yeah, it's definitely not John Slattery. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, some people were kind of making a big deal out of it. For me, it's like, <laughs> well, of course, it, it's not. They're, yeah, it's just one of those things. Like they they didn't, had no idea who they they couldn't cast an actor and say, hey, can we get a headshot of you like two years before you're going to be this character? Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, if the if the movie flops, it's like okay, exactly. Then, that was the first MCU movie. Yeah. They weren't about to like call up John Slat. Which again, you know, Mad Men wasn't even out at that point um or maybe to just started yeah, or something. Mad, yeah so Mad Mad was going yeah. it's not like he was quite yeah yeah i mean yeah there's a hundred reasons why there's no way they would have ever done that yeah i'm not sure who you gotta that... pay an actor just for the photo <laughs> yeah i'm not sure who that actor is but i'm glad they cast john slattery so i'll take the for sure i'll take the retcon if it were to yeah. get john slattery <laughs> hey i mean to be honest maybe it was just a you know, when they were editing the newspaper together, somebody messed up and they slipped in the wrong photo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how I think of it. It's just funny because that guy is a very Howard Hughes looking guy. Like, there's yeah. no oh, they, question I mean, they that went dude for that. They were like, we're gonna we're gonna make sure the guy in the picture looks like it. Yeah, but yeah. that was probably just you know a model or something. You know, sure, like, sure. They're not gonna pay an actor just to use their photo. Yeah. But I do think it's cool that they've obviously kept with continuity as far as the event itself. You know, it took yeah, place on I that think, day. It was in that place. It, yeah, it was a car Russo's crash. Are, 
are are nerds about that, which yeah. is good for us that they're kind of in charge. Like Feige and Russo's, them all combined, like, and Marcus and McFeely. Like, I, I just think those are all the right people to be like overseeing so much of this. Yeah, and I think that's why it's been so good. Is because they, you know, are just as nerdy as us. So. Sure. Sure. Except for the TV shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for the TV shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cough, cough. Uh, uh, Caleb Borchers, uh, he he kind of had this this uh, longer comment that I'll kind of uh, uh, boil it down for us to to talk about. Um, he's asking us who the ba- big bad of Phase Four would be. I think we kind of talked about this a little bit a couple episodes ago. We did. Ago. Um, he's advocating for the Kingpin. Um, he thinks that maybe after. Uh, infinity war part one and two that he would take advantage of the chaos uh, Mm -hmm. that he could possibly be kind of this almost like thanos kind of guy where he's pulling the strings on these Mm -hmm. other villains um he talked about blowing up buildings uh for the real estate thing but i i think that part of it's kind of played out already i think we've we've already seen that on the daredevil show so definitely i think he would take a different tactic yeah the whole real estate scam for me is is kind of played out in superhero movies in general <laughs> totally and, it, totally and i think it's fair that he would set his sights bigger especially yeah. post infinity war yeah um it, it which is great it would be a great opportunity for him to become like a national and even global crime lord yeah and then, he very much is like a neighborhood crime lord right now yeah and then he was kind of saying you know right around 2024 which conceivably would probably be close to when we'd probably get another avengers type movie for for mm-hmm. phase four uh, that the Netflix characters, that might be a good time for the Netflix characters to kind of migrate to the big screen if if they're going to make the jump. Um, yeah, I I see no reason why that couldn't happen other than whatever weird taboo there is about some of these TV characters being in the movies. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it really just depends on the the actors netflix you know if netflix is like yeah i think we're good with wanting any more of this then mm-hmm. you know marvel obviously the movies are going to be bigger money makers than any any mm-hmm. of the stuff on tv so if they think there's there's some draw there then yeah and if d'onofrio's uh, he's already acclaimed for the role he's yeah. obviously a film actor sure um so if anyone can do it and and also given it's hard to imagine that a character as big as Kingpin is in the comics would be relegated to this sort of, you know, TV only universe. Yeah. So the only criticism I would have of it is I have not been completely enamored with the portrayal of the Kingpin as they put it in the TV show. I agree, but we've got a lot of time that that could change. Yeah. And, and we talked about it when we talked about Daredevil, but I definitely saw more of a shift in season two of daredevil than i did in For season sure. one so i think it's all down to writing and i mean yeah. if if there's different writers on board then i don't see any reason why the idea of kingpin couldn't get there and i don't see any reason why him if we view it as an origin story then there's no reason that he can't just get better and better at what he's doing and therefore become more and more like the kingpin from the comics like that would be a very right. natural progression for him to make and we've already seen it happen a little bit so yeah yeah, and and again, with Infinity War, you could make that the reason for any character development change. Just like, well, after that, yeah. I change, you know, like, boom. Just that shorthand for, like, any character can be completely different because it's going to be such a devastating, mind-blowing thing for people, you know? So yeah, I'd be down with that. I think it plays into the idea of smaller character stories. Yeah, yeah, um, I think. Versus Thanos, you know? You so. know, 
by the time we get to the end of Infinity War, Thanos had been kind of the puppet master for three phases of you know since since yeah. the beginning, more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had his hand in in every phase. So you know now that Spider Man's in the fold, maybe Norman Osborn. You know, could could kind of um, yeah, and that's the only thing I think would count against Kingpin is they could do the same thing with Osborne. Right, right. Um, you know, I mean, we've talked before about things like the Annihilation Wave, uh, which you know, doing something similar to that. But then again, that gets back to like this big. Co- I would much more. Yeah, and I just I don't see. I don't know, and I you know everybody has different opinions. I'm not going to say one thing or another, but I don't think that. Annihilus and that I, I don't think all those things are that interesting well and, for like an overarching thing yeah Annihilus itself would be tricky because that's tied to the Fantastic Four well so right yeah that's a whole nother yeah but just this kind of overarching cosmic threat that's headed their yeah way. yeah um, but then again there's a hundred of those I mean yeah yeah and then it's very again very similar another cosmic threat that's gonna yeah. impact these these kind of yeah um, grounded characters it's just it um yeah, yeah. So, so whereas when you have kingpin i mean in this idea that he could be pulling the strings to a bunch of villains and who knows maybe maybe he also works with osborne I, I don't know you know i mean that could be a fun thing too like he's pulling the strings but osborne's sort of like supplying the the tech or something i mean they've done that in you know that's sort of like the ultimate version of of like osborne and a lot of spider-man's foes um which they kind of tried to do in like the amazing Spider-Man too. Um, so I think that's, I, I think that's possible. And I think it plays into the grounded stuff more while still giving you like threats and like a puppet master and, and all that sort of stuff. So I, I think that could be a lot of fun. And I mean, um, it would be a shame if we never saw Spider-Man and Kingpin together. Yeah. So, yeah, well, and- yeah, I think if anyone can do it, it's going to be, D'Onofrio and Kingpin, those are both pretty big things. Yeah, and given what we said before, too, Zemo is still alive. Um, I'd like to see, like, Masters of Evil or uh, yeah, and the I Wrecking think, Crew. I think I think that kind of combination would be really cool. Yeah, I think Zemo is also another big contender for that same exact role. I think, you know, of a more grounded puppet master. Um, he's right. still out there. They obviously got a big actor. I mean we could very much see that be the case. The only thing with Zemo, and I mean, maybe we're a little side, like sidetrack, but um, you know, he had a very definitive reason for being I'm not, I'm not like justifying what he did, but it was a very personal reason he did what he did. And he almost seemed to kind of like come to terms with it at the end. And, and like, yeah. almost like he maybe not forgave them, but he was just like, that's the end of what I wanted to do. So it, I'm very curious how they're going to continue to make him a villain going forward. Like, I don't know what his motivation will be. Yeah. The only thing I can think of is maybe that at the end of phase three, we find out that everybody's happy and together again. And so this whole concept of him tearing everybody apart really didn't work. And so now he's got a motivation to be like, okay, now I have to take it to the next level. Cause obviously I tried subtlety, somewhat subtlety and try to tear him apart from within that didn't work so i need to go that's a good point it would be true to who he was but it would yeah i could very much see him being like somebody being like well you already tried that what are you gonna do now and he's like you know it's time to take it up a notch or whatever yeah (laughs) or yeah just any he could do any it'll be a great point for him to just turn to the camera and say some crazy things so yeah i could definitely see that 
that's a good point. That could continue to be his motivation. It's just like, I won't rest until like these heroes just like don't exist or something. Right. Or, or even if it's just specifically the Avengers, like until the Avengers don't exist, like boom. I mean, that's, it's a pretty black and white narrative, but it's also got, um, you know, a little bit of personal weight behind it still. Like it's almost like Punisher and it's actually almost identical to Punisher. Yeah. Or maybe it's it's just kind of disparate things that they don't realize are connected. You know, maybe we get Loki, the Red Skull, and Zemo, and you know they 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 want their revenge. Like they've they've separately been defeated, yeah. and and you know there's no like oh yeah, you could really see Zemo and and Loki like scheming together. Yeah. I think yeah, maybe there's not like an overarching like we want to reshape the world or destroy everything. Maybe it's just simply like revenge, you know, they, they, they revenge. Yeah. So, yeah. And that could be interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, you could throw in Osborne Kingpin, you could make anybody be that. I mean, that sure, could be the sure. masters of evil. That could just be like basically all the bad guys. Um, you know, they're hopefully they'll just call themselves like the masters or something. Cause I don't, don't <laughs> yeah. we could get away yeah. with the masters of evil being <laughs> yeah. a name. Like I have a hard time swallowing that even in the comics. So yeah, it's not 1985 and you're not 12 years old anymore. Yeah, There's it's... no, Plus the idea of I've always like whenever the brotherhood is called the brotherhood of evil mutants. Yeah. It just makes my, even when I was a kid, it just made my stomach turn. Cause I was like, well, why would they, why would they call themselves? Evil? Yeah. I've never liked the idea of <laughs> villains being like, Oh, we're evil. I mean, maybe there's one character who's like, Oh, I just, I'm evil. But you know, it's <laughs> like, I can't imagine all these like smart people who think they have like just reasons for doing what they're doing. being like, well, we're definitely evil. Um, yeah. Let's put it in the name. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that that's the only thing. But you know, the masters—that's a—that's a, that's a sure. decent name. Sure, masters of you know justice. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I I I I think that's just as good a theory as anything. And I think, I think if any one of these grounded characters is sort of like pulling the strings, and it's if we see like a civil war type thing where it's just on a larger scale, like that could be fun. I mean, we've kind of seen the overarching thing be. Thanos kind of manipulating things to get the like stones, but it would be fun if it was a little more of a, um, you know, like a ground level scheme that maybe you don't really notice until you put all the movies together and realize that like the conflict everyone faces in each one of the movies is all somehow tied together to this right. like, plan. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be a lot of fun. Like everybody's villain is like working together and it's all part of a plan to like tear them down. I mean, it would be, that'd be a hell of a writing job to like weave all that together, but it makes sense. And that's kind of the whole point of the MCU is to be able to do stuff like that. So yeah, I, I, I think that's a very, very strong likelihood Yep, that something like that will happen. So, and then the other, you know, the other way you can go with it is just, there is no big bad, you know, maybe it's just a set of team up movies that we get Ooh. and it's not, you know, there is no kind of overarching Yeah, They could take a story. different, yeah, maybe they just abandon that. I, I, that's the other thing. And I think we talked about that too. There's, yeah. There's nothing that says they're going to follow the same formula they followed. So, right, right. Um, and I think even they've said that that wasn't really even the plan when they started. You know, the whole idea of Thanos and the Infinity Stones. It's not like when they wrote Iron Man, they planned that. Right. I think it just like, it kind of started coming together and they're like, oh, we can do this. And so then you can very easily sort of retroactively say, well, that's all kind of been the thing. But right. there was nothing in the first Iron Man or Hulk that had anything to do with Thanos or the Infinity Stones or anything. Right, right. That was, I mean, then it was more about just the Avengers in general. Yeah. How do you connect these characters? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was until that movie that they were like, okay, well, we need to kind of like take it to another level. And then I think they just kind of wove in like the Mind Stone and the Tesseract and stuff. Right. Right. Um, 
Yeah. So. Cool. Um, so some Civil War comments that I have. Um, so Brian Lacey said, best superhero movie ever. Uh, I I, uh, I don't know that I'm quite in that camp, but man, it was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I finally saw it again um, over the break. Definitely liked it a lot more the second time. Um, almost all my complaints, like I liked Zemo better. I even liked Crossbones better. Um, I still think it was a dumb decision to kill him. I don't think it made any sense, but... Yeah. I was like a little more okay with it. I was able to pay attention to like the plot and the story a lot more. And, and I initially had problems with sort of like the pacing, but again, the second, I think you're just so overwhelmed the first time, but oh, sure. the second time yeah. through, I was like, everything just worked better for me. The acting, I realized just how amazing everybody was again, Spider-Man and black Panther were, you know, more than I could ever dream of them being. Um, yeah, it, it's um, definitely gonna have to take some more time to decide where it is in the ranking and all that but um it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fantastic movie i gotta say yeah uh so longtime listener mary kirk said i also think it's better than avengers because after a rewatch of the whole mcu up to this point while i still love the avengers wholeheartedly some of the awesome of that movie was the fact that it was the first time ever in civil war even though it's the third time we've seen a big gathering like that it's just as awe-inspiring as the avengers and now has all the depth to make that story have much more of a kick emotionally. I cannot wait for Infinity Wars. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that a lot, actually. Um, I love the Avengers, too, but it's... Yeah, I, th- I think a, a good chunk of what's great about that is just, like, how crazy it was that it happened. And I yeah. think with each rewatch, that disappears a little bit because you're removed from that first time seeing it you know i don't know man. um every time they do the swirl the the, the yeah kind of the, it's I, awesome I, I mean I, I get goosebumps like literally the hair stands up <laughs> on my arms every time i could watch it three times in a row yeah and, and it'll that'll happen yeah um, and and again i it's it's the same thing for me because i mean i love winter soldier so much even though i feel like maybe when all is said and done Maybe this isn't true, but maybe Civil War is even better than that. But I'll always still have more of a soft spot sure. for Winter Soldier. Um, and it's the same reason why I kind of think Guardians is like a better movie than Winter Soldier. But I still just love Winter Soldier a little more. And it's just really personal reasons. But um, but but I agree with what she's saying. I mean, I think there's – I think we talked about this too, that it, I think it does a better job than Ultron did as being like a sequel to the Avengers. So um, – yeah, I, I I definitely think it. Um, they did an amazing job, like bringing the sort of grounded story based nature of like Winter Soldier and the sort of like awe and fun of the first Avengers into yeah. and combining those two things. Yeah. So, um, Dallas Stumler says, I know some are saying that it feels like what Ultron should have been, but I definitely think it feels like a Cap movie more than an Avengers movie. Um, yeah, and we talked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I still agree with that. I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, it feels more like a cat movie than an Avengers movie, but I think only by a little bit. And to me, it, what it most feels like is a cat and Iron Man movie. Yeah. Yeah. That, and watching it again, watching it again, I don't see any reason why they couldn't. And we've talked, we talked about this too. I mean, just the font of it, you know, it could have just been called civil war. Captain America is literally yep. buried by civil war. Yep. So, that was almost just like an extra little thing just so like, hey, just, yeah, this is Avengers-y. 
But I think they could have just done Marvel and then Civil War and then shown their two faces. Boom. That, you know, that's all you would. I don't right. think it would have affected the numbers at all. <laughs> you wouldn't have seen a single. Hell, maybe you would have seen more. I don't even know. But it's just because um, maybe some people were like, ah, Captain America or something. I don't know. But yeah, I, I think it could have just been that. And because it's it's 100 percent just as much Tony's story as it is Steve's story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um. And, and so that's why I wouldn't say it's an Avengers movie, even though there's a lot of Avengers in it. I think it's really, really telling the story of those two, which is, again, why Civil War is like a fitting name, even though it doesn't necessarily follow the comics right. version. It's it's, right. it's less about that, and it's more about just this fissure between the two. In a way, it's it's a little more like the Secret Wars Civil War. And then it's really kind of about these two, the two of them like coming to blows. Yeah. Um, which is fine. I mean, and when we're talking about it, we don't call it Cap Three. We call it, you know, it's it's Civil War. It will always be right. Civil War. So I mean, yeah. I naming aside and whatever producers and people say aside, it's 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 more a Cap movie than an Avengers movie, but it's mostly a Cap versus Iron Man movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cap versus Iron Man: Dawn of Civil War. Um, so the next comment, uh, and again, sorry if I butcher your name, uh, but Manak Mac uh, Chakraborty, sorry about that. Um, he says, I would really be pissed if Cap and Tony just sh- uh, shook hands as if nothing happened the next time they meet. Um, it really would be interesting to see how and what brings these two together. Yeah. I mean, uh, I definitely agree that I would hate that. And I worry that that's exactly what will happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, kind of happened at the end of Ultron. I mean, it was you know they, right. They right. conflicted, and then they literally were like okay with each other at the end. And it kind of happened at the end of Civil War. I mean, they it ends with Steve basically being like, "Ah, it's fine," and he gives a big smile to the camera. I mean, he literally just like he could have just winked at the camera, like it's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, I think for me, what makes that somewhat okay if that's the route they take is because Tony obviously at some point came to realize that he was being manipulated. Um, That's true. Number one. That's true. Number two, and we talked about this when we talked about the episode, but I think Tony always felt like, yeah, we need to do something, but we'll be able to kind of broker this thing down to being milk toast. Like, Exactly, which is how we almost win Steve over. Yeah, it's like you know, yeah, just just sign this for now. We'll 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 work out the details, and trust me, it's not going to be what you think it is. Um, and that's just kind of Tony being the politician, more of more of like the politician and having to negotiate deals than Steve is. Steve is a little more, you know, black and white about thing things. I mean, he realizes totally. the world is not black and white, which is why he kind of has to take the side. But in the fact that he if he sees if the law says this then this is what it is if the you know if the law says that then that's what it is he doesn't see that if if something is written in stone that there's room to budge on it where tony sees it otherwise i think what kind of really took it to a head with him is just the raw emotional response and anger to the fact that he realized two things one that this guy the winter soldier they've been after killed his parents and number two, yeah. Steve knew and knew about it and didn't say anything to him and kept it from him. Yeah. Um, and I think just that unabashed emotional response that Tony had for him to do what he did over time, that's going to kind of calm totally. down. Like, Especially because he's a 
impulsive person. I mean, absolutely. Like over time, he's going to be like, yeah, you know, he was mind wa- mind wiped. Yes, I understand it put Steve in an impossible situation. Um, I, I don't see Tony as the type of guy either because of how Howard idolized uh Steve and kind of went, you know, obviously they've made reference to it multiple times about how mm-hmm. Howard went on to, to Tony constantly about this guy, Steve Rogers, right. um, and who he was. Do, it doesn't, I would think that every time that topic came up in school or in history, Tony was ready to just like turn his brain off or get up and walk out. Like, oh, totally. So, so I don't think that Tony is invested in the history of just how important Bucky was to the commandos and to the missions they were on and to the brotherhood that they have to understand what kind of position that it put Steve in to not say anything. And again, over time, he's never known their relationship. Right. You know, he's right. never known how close because he didn't were. want to. He, right. And, you know. and to be honest, like Steve and Tony have never really been that close. We've never really seen them that they've kind of always been at odds and every one of them, they were at odds in the first Avengers. They were right. at odds in, in the second one. I mean, every time they've been together, they've clashed. So whereas, so in his mind, he's like, Hey, we're friends, but it's like, yeah, but this guy's my brother. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like I've known him since I was a kid. We've been through literally everything together. I watched him die. You know, it's just like, yeah, I don't think Steve can understand. Like you guys are like, work buddies you know right right this is like his family and 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 again it's just kind of a petty thing um time heals all wounds you know exactly so i mean the only thing i would say about that is it's inevitable that that's what's going to happen because infinity war is coming up and there could easily be a line of them being like hey let's put this all aside for for Thanos," you know so it's like we're not going to see another movie before then where they interact and could right. somehow deal with this conflict. So unless the first infinity war kind of piggybacks off that it will in some way, like we're going to have to see them kind of join back together. And I, you know, I think it's going to be like they're at odds and they've been operating separately. And now this thing brings them all together, you know? So unfortunately I can see the formula a bit already, but, um, but again, I felt like that's what happened in the comics. Like I was, I was just going to say that, that, that that's I've a always very... been disappointed by, yeah almost every event that Marvel does, like I get really excited, but then I never feel like there's ever ramifications really. Maybe one character changes a little bit and gets a new identity or a new costume, or maybe one person's dead for like a year, but the sort of like relationships between them, between the characters, like I feel like they never alter that much. Um, Especially with something like civil war. I just, I, I don't know. I felt like they kind of like, we're fine with it pretty quickly, but yeah. I, yeah. So, and you know, unfortunately I feel like as much as these movies do a good job with writing and stuff, I, I, I feel like sometimes they sacrifice just like the comics have a tendency to do when they do these big, big overarching things is they sacrifice subtlety. Yeah. Um, again, you have to appal- appeal to a, a mass audience Number one, you know, number one, number two, this isn't TV where you could drag this out over a season exactly. or two and have kind of this parallel track that these guys are going on. Totally. Um, I could easily see them kind of doing the parallel track thing for maybe phase, maybe the first Infinity War and it's the second one that they, um, that they come back together and maybe that's how they kind of. I, I agree. I really think we're going to see the end of Infinity War one. They'll like kind of be like, okay. There's bigger fish to fry, you know, sort right. of thing. Um, because, yeah, we got to remember, like, 
this isn't just Tony and Steve. This is the government. There's accords. You know, I mean, there's they can't just shake hands and all this goes away. Like the movies have to somehow address the the laws that were put in place. Right. And they're and, fugitives. And, I mean, they're all fugitives. Exactly, they broke exactly. out of jail. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so they have to at least pay lip service to that. Yeah. And obviously it's comic. So all they'll do is like slap them on the wrist and say, well, don't do it again. You know, yeah, it'll right, be fine, right. but they'll have to say something. Right. And obviously I think post infinity, it, it'll be interesting to see post infinity war, whether they just sort of wipe the slate clean and be like, okay, the accords don't exist anymore. Or, what I think would be more interesting is they continue to exist, but because of the reset of infinity where we just enter into a world where like, that's just the standard. And then it's just sort of a new status quo. We get to navigate um, is just a world where the accords are just the law of the land. And, um, it, you know, we know that um, Evans's contract is up at the end of infinity war part two. So maybe it ends mm-hmm. with, you know, that's fine. You know, those are the accords. I've got my pardon. I'm just going to go off into the sunset. And if exactly, it, you know, I'm not going to operate. I'm not going to operate as a hero. I'm not going to, you know, operate as a yeah. as as anything. And you know, if the world is threatened and something big comes up, then give me a call. But otherwise, I'm going to, you know, go off to the farm and live my life. So yeah, and we see characters like Captain Marvel or something, they right? Just like enter right into the accords. It's fine. That's just the way it is. She's in the military. Yep. And but then maybe there's a couple outliers, you know, maybe Doctor Strange or whoever is just like kind of like, well, I'm not going to do this, but I'm still going to fight my own fights if I need to. And that just I think that would be a fun status quo is just like there are some characters who that's a little bit of the story they have to tell is that they're a little bit of a that being a vigilante carries a little more weight now. Right. Right. Um, if you're someone like Daredevil or whoever, then you know, that carries a little more weight. And I think Spider-Man would have to be, that's another thing in watching civil war again that I realized is that it makes no sense whatsoever for Spider-Man to join Tony's side (laughs) because he literally says in his reason to Tony, why he does what he does is that he just, he says when he sees someone in trouble, he just wants to be able to help because there was a time when he didn't. And that's almost exactly what captain America wants is just, if I need to act, I want to act. So the Accords would actually be the worst thing for Spider-Man because they would tie his hands. And he's the only one obsessed with the secret identity. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I, I can think of, and we talked about this before with the Accords, is maybe they just apply to international. You know, that maybe if you're operating oh, within your true. own point. country, yeah. you operate, you know. So he's well, operating again, in New York in the United States of America. Yeah, yeah. That's he, true. That's true. Whatever the laws are guiding that is fine. I think the main issue is like. Yeah, this whole you going into another country anytime you feel like it and just kind of doing what you want. Yeah, Yeah, that that nonsense has got to stop. That's fair. And that might be a way that the Accords can stick around without them ever really addressing it. Yeah. But but then we saw on S.H.I.E.L.D. And again, this is just the disconnect between the movies and the shows that, you know, the the well, I guess S.H.I.E.L.D. does kind of do international stuff, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole Russian. Yeah. And the whole Russian like killing of the. Yeah. 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 That was bad. Okay, so, yeah, that's fair. Um. And, and I think the other thing is Tony doesn't tell him that <laughs> Tony oh, sure. pitches him a of nice course. story. He has Peter has no idea what the conflict is about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, which is kind of, a, again, just another like screwed up thing Tony does. Like, I'm going to get this kid. I'm going to draft him into this. I'm not going to explain to him what's going on. Yeah. But, yeah. Cool. Uh, Christian Fuentes, uh, it's nice that they threw a bone to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the, quote, exponential growth of people with superpowers, end quote, line, as well as Hydra deserving its place in the ash pile. Uh, and I think we, we talked about that when we did the review 
of the show. I, I took that kind of as well as maybe that that's where um, they were going with that. But uh, I, th- I think that first line could be a broad. I, I won't give them the credit to say that that was throwing agents of shield a bone. I think it was them just like, just giving, putting in the least amount of effort. Yeah. Because you could view that through the lens of the movie as well. I mean, maybe exponential is, it's still been exponential. I mean, we, we started with Iron Man and now we've got 15 Avengers or whatever. I mean, that's still exponential growth over like eight years. So, um, but yes, obviously you could throw in, you know, it's a nice cover, just a, just a catch all. And and again, with Spider-Man, we've established that, there are some people in the world with powers that we don't know about yet. Right. Right. Even in the movies. So I, I, to me, I think it was just more of just a blanket, like just we're just addressing the entire idea of Marvel movies and everything. So yeah, we could take it as like a reference to shield, but I, I, I don't want to give them that credit because I still think they deserve, we deserve a, like a decent shield reference. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> That's I all. Agree. And then the ash pile is like, again, I don't think that was a reference to shield because that whole thing was always a problem. Like we, we saw them explicitly in Hydra according to them in Ultron. Right. So I right. think that's what they're referencing. And that's no, I that do it too. still secretly yeah. went on to me is just more of a, just a continuity problem Sure. that they still somehow existed in shield, even though they didn't exist. So to me, that almost like drives the point home more that there's this like, you know, well, and how that, incongruous it is. That movie was written. That that line was probably written and filmed before that episode of Agent Agents of Shield for was scripted. Sure. They had no, so. they had no idea. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, for if anything, it was Shield doing that in their show was just them finally catching up to the fact that Hydra doesn't really exist anymore in the MCU. Right. So they needed to just wrap that up. Right. Um. But but yeah. So uh, I hate to disagree. Um, with that, but I will disagree with that. Sure. <laughs> no, no problem. Yeah. Um, I want, I want to not disagree. I mean, yeah, I exactly. To, it's like, I want to agree with I you, I want to be I like hundred percent. That was so cool. They referenced shield finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someday. Sam Scala said, I felt it was a great Avengers movie. That's what it felt like an Avengers movie, not a captain America movie. Don't get me wrong. I love the movie minus the mid credit scene. I roll. Uh, but it should have been an Avengers movie instead. At least it was a lot better than Age of Ultron. The, inc- the mid credit, the Wakanda one. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, so that's I, the eye roll. Yeah, I, I don't know if maybe she meant the end credit scene with the Spider Man. I don't know. I, but personally, I didn't find either one of them eye rolly. No, I thought both no, of them were very all. well done. I think one of them was a really cool. Um, you know, the Wakanda thing I thought was just awesome. It's like, oh wow, we're getting a yeah. look at Wakanda. Um, and it's then, them telling us like, don't worry, Black Panther will be in Wakanda yeah. and, and also seeding stuff for the future. Like Winter Soldier's still around, yep. but here's why you won't really like see him. Yeah. Maybe right. he shows up in Black Panther. Yeah. And then like Cap and Panther are cool. Yeah. And yeah, I think it did a great job of like doing exactly what those sort of teaser scenes should do. Yeah. Um, and I thought that I thought the Spider-Man thing at the very end was just funny. Like I, yeah, I just I thought just that was a fun coda, which is how the end credits ones usually are. Yeah, I like thought, the shawarma one or something. Right. It's just like here's just a couple more minutes with these characters you like. Yeah, just the whole Aunt May losing her mind over you know the fact that Peter got beat up. Yeah, I, 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 it was I, just it was just I, very very well done. So yeah, I think we're all like happy to have more Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah, so it's yeah. just like a few more minutes with him and you know a little tease to the idea that like iron man is going to show up in spider-man yeah yeah without making it explicit because you know that probably hadn't 
the deal wasn't sealed at that point or whatever, but right. Right. So yeah, yeah I'm, I mean, as far as whether it's an Avengers movie or a, or a cat movie, I, I think we've kind of, we've kind of yeah, beat that, we, beat yeah, that yeah, horse. Totally. Um, I, I mean, again, it's one of those things I could see people's argument one way or the other. Like if you feel it was same a cat time, movie, you feel it was Avengers movie. I, I can't really yeah, disagree with you. One sure. Way or the other. Sure. But I also think it's like, I mean, not to, be too definitive but i don't think it matters <laughs> i mean it doesn't no, absolutely absolutely the way the way you view it doesn't necessarily affect the movie it's more of just like a kind of meta discussion we can have and why they named it what they did and whatever sure. but it doesn't affect the way i view the movie no matter how i you know you could argue a good movie with a lot of characters is one that you could watch it from any character's perspective and it still works so yeah and this i mean this i think could, however you watch it this could all be contractual too it's like we told you know chris evans he's got you know this much you oh, know for sure yeah. this much participation in a movie that's named captain america well, it's the same versus... thing. It, i mean again it's it's weird how much these have kind of like paralleled each other but it's very similar to um batman versus superman where that traditionally sure. you know that would have been a sequel to man of steel Right. And instead, they kind of like introduced this other character. And then it got to this point where it was really just a movie for both of them. And, you and, know, and it wasn't Superman versus Batman. It was Batman versus Superman. I mean, it was, you know, to me, yeah. there's a lot of clear, like subtle, uh, you know, things that they're trying to, to position with the with the titling of that movie. Well, yeah. I mean, no matter how popular Superman is, Batman's still more popular. So, sure. Yeah, I think that was part of it. And. But yeah, it's just interesting that that's like a parallel and that I really think it was just, yeah, I think the the name in it is kind of inconsequential. Like they wanted to tell that story or whatever, and it just, they slapped the Captain America name on it because that's just how they were, that was just the plan originally. And it just yeah. kind of kept morphing and morphing and morphing until we got the movie we got. And by then it was too late to like drop the Captain America. And it was just like, yeah, whatever, Captain America. Yeah. Um. Todd Mater said, uh, so a few weeks ago, Marvel announced that Homecoming is the title of the Spider-Man solo movie, and Homecoming is one of the Winter Soldier trigger words. Are they hinting that Bucky also <laughs> killed Peter Parker's parents? Uh, I, I, I'd say coincidence, but I, who knows? It's an interesting thought. I, I don't know that I thought about that. That'd be um, kind of awesome, to be honest with you. It's, I don't see why that couldn't be the case. I mean, and hell, with that, then, you know, Peter and um, Tony can commiserate about that. Yeah. Maybe Tony looks into all the Winter Soldier's kills and finds it out and tells Peter or something. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, the, the if they're kind of sticking with the idea that they were kind of spies um, that, you know, has been played out, you know, as part of their backstory, then... Um, that would make sense, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Why not? I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, it's an interesting theory. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the last thing I want to talk about, uh, so Jeffrey James, he left a very, uh, a, a kind of lengthy, uh, post on our Facebook page, uh, that I'll kind of summarize. And for the most part, I think we've kind of talked about this already. Maybe he, um, he missed a little bit of that discussion or didn't catch that episode specifically, but um, he just mentioned how he uh, this is this is dated May 26th. So this is a couple weeks ago um, that he uh, didn't wasn't able to see Civil War right off for some family reasons um, and then kind of saw it and caught up with the with the the recap episode we did um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, mentioned how uh, 
he says, he says, uh, I'm not sure you covered on the podcast, which is the comparatively larger number of black major characters in the MCU. Some of this is for historical reasons, um, which have been developed more. Uh, he, he says, while Iron Patriot and Fal- which I'm assuming means War Machine and mm-hmm. Falcon are definitely sidekicks. Uh, black Panther can definitely carry a movie by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about, you know, new characters, Luke Cage. Um, he said, you know, that, that the Black Panther movie obviously being penned by Ta-Nisi Coates. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he, well, the comic, the comic. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, he said, you know, the MCU seems to be uh, developing solid, strong African-American characters. Um, mm-hmm. and then he kind of went to relate kind of a personal story where, uh, him and his wife both adopted a boy and a girl from Ethiopia. Um, and so for him to kind of see, you know, him and his wife are both, are both Caucasian, um, and they have these two adopted children from Ethiopia. So he, mm-hmm. for, for him to kind of go to the movies and, and see this, you know, taking place on screen and this kind of, you know, movie upcoming with Black Panther, uh, mm-hmm. you know, as kind of a, a way to, to bond with his children and for his children to kind of see that, um, you know, there, there's, there's a major motion picture that, that's going to be, um, you know, helmed by, um, uh, by black creators, by, um, you know, a cast of predominantly uh, black actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that, that was such a positive thing. Um, totally agree. Uh, yeah. And I think one of the things we talked about, and, and if, and if you're listening, um, Jeffrey, go, if you can go back to the episode where we talked the news about, um, if I find the episode, I'll have to put it up in the, I'll put it up in the Facebook thread. I can't remember exactly which episode number it was, but it was when we talked about the Iron Fist casting and kind yep. of the backlash. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time we that did. episode talking, yeah, talking about how the strides that Marvel was making, at least on the cinema, you know, whether the comics is a whole other story and that there, there's a lot of, of, of folks that aren't quite as jazzed about Marvel's diversity swing on the publishing side, but, but at least on the, on this, on the television and the movie front, um, we spent quite a bit of time that episode talking about not just, not just, um, incorporation of, of black characters and creators, but just, um, you know, people of color and minorities in general and, and bringing them Mm -hmm. into the forefront of, of these various properties. Uh, so it is, it is definitely something we've talked about. Um, and, you know, kind of pointed out when the backlash kind of hit with Iron Fist that, you know, hey, it, you know, if all of this other stuff hadn't been going on, then I could see the argument being much, much stronger. So, yeah. And I mean, to, to his point, I mean, I think that's why I think a lot of people get, they get upset with this idea of like diversity for diversity's sake or something like whatever that means. But I think to me, like the most important, like, argument that you can make about actively trying to include more non-white male characters creators all the you know actors all these sorts of things is is not just because you're doing some sort of blanket diversity but it's like he's saying like you want kids to be able to look at these characters and see themselves you know and for us you know for me and you and for a lot of other people and for the you know maybe the predominant crowd of comic books but i think that's obviously changing a lot is that we've always seen ourselves reflected like i've grown up and there's a hundred characters that look you know like me you know they're they're white kids or or adults with you know guys with you know brown hair and you know what i mean like from america and it's like 
I've never had to try that hard to picture myself as these characters. But, you know, there's a lot of other kids that and, and it's the same sort of thing why, you know, Obama, it's it's such a an amazing thing because there's kids who can now look and see like I that here's precedent that I could be president. Whereas before it's like when you see 40 something, you know, white male presidents in a row or you see 40 yeah, something yeah white male superheroes in a row some you know people and you know usually white men will say well you could but you could still picture yourself as that but it's like well it it, it doesn't seem like it because there's got to be a reason we keep having these directors and writers and actors and characters and all that look a certain way and and there's a reality to it i mean it's it's not a made up thing i mean there's a piece i wrote based on some quotes from chloe bennett um like a month or so ago. And it was her saying that she changed her last name right, right. Um, to Bennett. And the minute she did it, she started getting callbacks for, for, you know, casting and stuff. I mean, there is a problem in Hollywood and we've heard it before. I mean, I think Ridley Scott said it as defense for whatever movie it was he made where he like whitewashed everybody. Um, Gods of Egypt. No, no, not Gods of no, Egypt. No, yeah, um, well, but it was, it was like a similar thing. No, it was, um, it, um, um uh, God, uh, gods and kings yeah yeah so it was the same thing and he he said bluntly and i mean he got a lot of crap for it but and and he should have but it's just i mean it, he was stating a fact is that you know these people don't want to like finance movies that aren't starring like a white male and that's like it's producers it's people with money it's studios it's a lot of these people hold power and and so it's true so you know when people are like well i I can't grow up to be a superhero because I look this way or I'm a woman or whatever. They, it's a legitimate claim because the way things are now, yeah, you, you are going to have a lot harder time and, portraying and, one of these characters. And it's funny. We, you know, obviously we, we talk a lot on this show, uh, you know, about the MCU and the connected things, but honestly, I got to kind of give it to movies like the, whether you like it, love it, hate it, whatever, but movies like fast, the fast and the furious. Exactly. Um, that it's the movie best example of a big budget movie. I mean, it's it's a franchise that kind of defies the odds, right? Where every time they put out a movie, it makes more money than the last yeah. movie. Um, and we're on coming up on the eighth one now. The seventh one obviously was such a huge hit, and I think some of that maybe tied to Paul Walker's death. But Definitely. the sixth one was, you know, again super huge. The fifth They've one all was been huge. Big, yeah. They've all been ungodly huge, and and a lot of people credited to the fact that it it's not just seven white guys on the screen there. Yeah. Um, it is an extremely diverse cast, which yeah. makes it um, a wider sell in the United States, makes it a wider sell overseas, makes it, you know, um, and, and I think I'm, I think the director is Asian. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, so. yeah. Yeah. And I think what it's showing, you know, is, is that they're there, you know, and how, if Hollywood is guilty of nothing else, it's, it's going with the trend. Right. So mm -hmm. if Hollywood sees like, Hey, movies with a diverse cast make a make a crap ton of money they're going to jump on that like like nobody's business yeah. um and, and it makes sense because it's made a lot of international money too and that's exactly. another thing studios need to remember is that in the rest of the world not everybody's white so yeah exactly and and again i would say that those movies including fast and furious there's a few female characters but i still think female characters is where they're failing a little bit they don't do a great job of portraying women in those movies um, right yeah but again there are a couple of female action i mean there's one scene that's two female characters like 
like beating the crap out of each other yeah. like in in fast seven it was awesome i mean so yeah i mean as weird as it is they have really been leading the charge um i mean the one white character from the cast is now no longer even in it so i mean i think, yeah. I think the whole core cast of like six seven people is you know all like people of color and it's yeah i i think that's great and 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 it blows a hole through the whole thing and the same thing with hunger games and um lucy and all you know there's tons sure. of movies proving that like women act you know movies starring female action heroes can be massive too and yet people still make this dumb argument that like well you can't sell toys or whatever and it's like you know it, it, i think <laughs> i think it was Kristen ritter was on colbert talking about the iron man three villain change how they you know the ike perlmutter was saying you can't sell toys if the villain's female because yeah. it was originally going to be a female villain and and colbert's like yeah because girls don't like playing with dolls <laughs> it's like yeah it's a good point like they're toys are toys like you can if that's your main motivation like that's a pretty crappy excuse you can sell toys to any gender you know i mean they all play with toys so yeah i mean i think that's that's kind of a bigger issue on the animated side i think that that's why a lot of it, sure you sure. know things get deep six not just you know for girls but for boys too i mean that's you know the, there was a green lantern cartoon that was on uh mm-hmm. cartoon network for a while that was very well received but they nixed it yeah, because it I wasn't it, selling actually. any merch so yeah um, and young justice i think yeah same thing similar thing because and- unfortunately there's just no money in in animation anymore on television i mean it's just right, you know right. just the ratings are abysmal and uh you know the money's you know just not there anymore so they have yeah. to be able to to subsidize it so it's it's, it's, a, it's yeah. a tough it's a tough situation but i think on the on the motion picture side it's it's a little bit of a different ball game for sure um but yeah i think that's all just going back to to say that I think the reason why diversity is important to focus on is because there is a problem. It has to be actively addressed before it's ever going to be fixed. And we can get to a neutral point where you don't have to think about diversity. Things just are diverse. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. But in the meantime, it's the idea that, you know, people like Jeffrey's kids can now grow up like seeing multiple like superheroes that look like them and having someone like black Panther is even, I mean, they just went like 100% with that because yeah. he's not just a black American character. I mean, he's in Africa. Most of that movie is going to be about African characters. So right. how many how many kids of African descent, you know, can have a superhero they can look up to? So yeah. I think that's really important. I think that's another thing that I think that's why Yo-Yo was great on the show and everything. Like, I think the idea that superheroes aren't just based in America is a very important thing. And it's a problem the comics have as well. And that you know there's 8000 superheroes that all live in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um so I there's tons of possibilities. There's the whole the world is an interesting place full of interesting different people and the more we highlight those differences the more exciting they're going to be. If every superhero looked like Captain America, you know, then we'd have like an Aryan super race of yeah, superheroes, you know. I mean, yeah. It's like blonde white dudes with blue eyes like well, yeah. you can only it's it's going to get boring, you know, like Yeah you just people need to just have different experiences and different perspectives and and people want to see themselves in characters and there are many many people in the world who don't look like you know don't roughly look like a chris you know yeah yeah so yeah i i think it's it's really cool and i'm i'm very excited moving forward that that they're making these these decisions because i 
100% think it's only going to make better films and better TV shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing, one of the things he mentioned was, you know, that that War Machine and Falcon were definitely sidekicks. And I, I, I guess maybe I could see that more with War Machine as because he kind of pops in and pops out even in the mm-hmm. Iron Man movies. But one of the things I'll say since they brought Falcon in to the Cap movies is I don't see him as a sidekick. Um, and maybe it's a semantic yeah uh, designation but i really see him as a partner um okay yeah i'll i'll agree with that totally you know be, because of the i mean the but way at the same time like you know that it's steve calling the shots sure sure you know what i mean sure but but i i i agree with you and i also think the important thing and i think they've fixed this with war machine a little bit um is that when Falcon's in a scene, he steals the scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so that yeah. elevates his character that even if he is a smaller character, like he's not like in the background, you know, he's right. not someone like Sharon Carter, which you could say is not being done justice or something, or, you know, like when he pops up, like the, the camera is focusing on him, you know, the right. dialogue is focusing on him. And I think they've fixed that with war machine too. They've been giving him, you know, the stuff in Ultron with him was priceless, you know? So yeah. And even in um, Iron Man three, he, exactly yeah. whereas you know i mean it's not that he didn't have a presence in like the first two um but yeah I, I i definitely think um i think they've done better with both of them but but i agree like it's they're they're still not the main person you know right they're right. still not cap or tony or hulk or thor right right you know there's like 10 people in front of them in line you know and and you know same with what i mean widow's pretty even her you know she becomes like fifth or something on that list and then that's it you know yeah. I, well now we have scarlet witch but you know so it's like you know there's still a big problem with with female superheroes and super villains as well which i don't we haven't seen an example of and i guess hella will be the first one yeah yeah which is you know but yeah the same sort of the same sort of discussion is that they're making strides but but yeah i don't I don't think their work is anywhere near done. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, and I don't want to make it sound like we're painting a picture that, you know, hey, the world is great and all this stuff is is all solved, but um oh, right. exactly. No. But no, but like all. anything else, I mean, you know, the way to change stuff is by changing stuff. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to look at, you know, you know, whether things are moving in that direction or not moving in that direction, I mean, at least to me it seems like things are moving in that direction as opposed exactly. to the other and way. And I think that's important. It's yeah. it's exponentially like growing in that direction which is good it's not just like hey we cast falcon we're good to go you know it's like they're right right they're continuing to work on it and i also think there's a certain i I understand when new casting comes out because it's an opportunity to change something i think complaining about stuff that's already happened is like at a certain point we have to be like well it's you know we can't keep focusing on that like could they have done more of this in the past 100 percent, but we can't change that so let's just like focus on it moving forward but right that's why i do get why people get upset when, you know, another Marvel project is announced and like the five main characters are all white. I mean, I get, you know, even, even Spider-Man, you know, I was saying they're casting a lot of people of color in that film. And yet the main character, his aunt, the bad guy and his best friend so far are all white. So, I mean, you know, it's, there's still sort of, um, I, I get the outrage. Like I get it because if, if, if that was me, I, and I mean, I am upset, but you know, I get being even more personally involved, you know, like I, I'm very upset when I see this casting, there's a part of me that goes, you know, I I think the best actor needs to be cast in the role always, but you know, there's still like a little, 
still like a tiny bit of disappointment, you know, but again, like I'm not there for the casting. So I just, on one hand, I want to trust the casting process a little bit and hope that like, it's just that the best, you know, actor won the role. Um, but you know, I, I, I completely understand people being, you know, upset about it because I mean, you love these sorts of things. You want to, you want to feel more connected to them, you know? Um, and I, I get that, you know? So yeah, I'm, uh, it's hard when these controversies come up, it's hard for me to be like, that's wrong or that's right. You know, I, yeah, unfortunately I don't think either one of us are really in the position that we can really fully understand it. So I mean, exactly. I mean, yeah, the only thing I can do is just say, Hey, this, from my perspective, this is what it looks like. This is, Mm -hmm. you know, and is this kind of, you know, uh, right. From my perspective is I want to respect like the people involved in these choices and I, and I want to like the end result. And maybe that makes me play, maybe that makes all of us play devil's advocate a little bit. But, um, and I also don't want there to be like flame wars constantly happening with fans, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, again, you know, sometimes you have to be a little outraged about things for things to change. So I mean, I get that too. Or vote with your dollars. You know, if you don't like it, don't, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, exactly. And that's vote with your dollars, you know, exactly. And that's why I think, I think black Panther is going to be massive. And I, there was a, a thing going, I don't know if we talked about this, but a few weeks ago, there was like a hashtag when it was announced that like Michael B. Jordan was probably going to be involved in stuff. And, it was right when it was starting to be and civil war like just come out. And so black Panther so lit was the hashtag. Um, and it was just exploding on Twitter and it was so fun because it was just like, you know, all of black Twitter was just like excited. Like we've got a hero, like this is real. Like they're casting like all these awesome black actors. And, you know, they were just talking about how like, we're going to make this the biggest film ever. Like, and I think that's fun, you know, like they're excited because it's just like, finally you know they're like it's not like we haven't seen these movies but like this is going to be real like this is going to be closer to home than we've ever felt with any of these these movies you know so and they're talking about just the idea of like we're gonna you know like i would just absolutely love if like that movie just like obliterated like every marvel record you know (laughs) and was just like internationally just like a massive film and like yeah i think it would just be so fun and it would sort of just be like a slap and like any naysayers face like you know like well and then we'll get two <laughs> i mean yeah. that's you know that that's the awesome part it's like okay if it does really great that means we get another one yeah um, exactly so you know to me and that's that's what's yeah. exciting and it's black panther which is a character that i just love him yeah like, even yeah. divorcing it from from that a little bit it's just like he's an awesome character and he's so awesome because it's just a completely like wakanda is just a completely different world you yeah. know it's like there's only so awesome another story about someone in New York can be. It's like, so when you, this story is just like a completely different world and a completely different set of like rules and culture. And it's super, super fascinating. So seeing that on the big screen, I think it's just going to be like, and that's why I think the teaser was so great. Cause it's just like, this is real. Like we are, this world finally is going to be realized on the big screen. And it's, it's one of the coolest parts of the Marvel comics universe. And now we're going to get to see it, you know, in quote, you know, real life. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that alone is just like exciting for me. Cool. Yeah, there we do. There we solved it. Solve the problems of the world right here. Everything's good. Everything's great. No reason to be angry, fans. <laughs> Everything's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I will be. Um, I am headed for the first time to Heroes Con. Uh, not this coming weekend, but uh, the weekend of the nineteenth. So. 
Um, not that any news is going to come out of that con because it's it's truly like more of a traditional comic con. Um, okay, where's that? It's in Charlotte. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh man, I just moved away from that area. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> yeah, I was just say say I was in your neck of the woods, but yeah, it's a pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a fairly popular con, and it's. Um, like I said, it's, it's a very comic centric. There are a ton of artists that show up to this thing a ton. Cool. Um, so yeah, I will be making the trek, uh, that way next week. So if you're at heroes con, um, say hello. If you see me running around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, other than that, head over to mcuexchange.com uh, where you can check out all of the latest news and features and everything else going on. Anything you want to highlight over there, uh, Matthew? Um, no, I I've been, uh, haven't been doing as much because the Shield hasn't been on. But I mean, the, the you know, everything's still going strong. News, tons of features, a lot of speculation stuff. Um, and then there's there's a bunch of regular content on the YouTube channel too, just explainers for characters and Q and A's and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, if you're if you're ever looking for just any news or speculation or want to talk, you know about the MCU, yeah, head to the website, head to the YouTube, and yeah, it's all all good stuff. Excellent, excellent. Um, and of course, you can uh, find all of my stuff over at hhwlod.com. Um, you can head to the Facebook at facebook.com/slash/mcu podcast. You can follow the Twitter at uh, twitter.com slash MCU underscore podcast. Um, and thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for all of the comments uh, that you've put up on the Facebook page. Um, remember, we do have that thread over on the MCU Exchange Forum uh, and the Facebook page. So if you want to comment on anything, uh, especially what you want to hear us talk about in the upcoming mm-hmm. weeks, uh, please, please do. We'd, we'd love yeah. to 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 get some some more feedback and and give us some some stuff to discuss that, yeah. that you all want to hear and not just what we deem as important definitely um so anyway thanks for listening everyone uh and you've been listening to it's all connected